she wasn't here last Sunday? I was Why? That's a roundabout down there, buddy. on the left side. Well, it's coming out of Cicero. I, so I see where they fly across there. And when she called me, I went down there and the woman stopped was from here almost to the podium. Well, she's halfway to here in the front of the room, away from her. So she must have been going really fast. Yeah. She's, she didn't slow down. She's view of all the corners. I just had the one view and I had to, I had to look, but I just couldn't see her. So my little car is broken at the moment because her big Dodge had like a scratch <laughs> Maybe that. <coughs> My car has a missing front end. Oh, wait. You did not have to do that. They drive me crazy. They've been carrying that money so around. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't think you'd have to do that. I'm sorry. Well, and it was funny because Carrie. She came by and she said, you want to sit in my car? Because it's pouring down rain. And I'm standing over the umbrella crying. It's like, come sit in my car. I said, that's okay. I'm just going to stand here for a minute. <laughs> you know, I can scoot around on the other side. Okay, that's okay. She's going to come from the other side. I'll go the other side. You walk all the way around? Yeah, she knows I need my
Today we light one candle. The first candle is for peace. And it is a reminder that God brings peace and the light in the times of the trouble. The first candle is for peace. And it is a reminder that God's gentle spirit brings peace and a comfort in the times of an uncertainty. you to pull out a candle and light it so that you understand God's presence is with you as God is with us here. And welcome all on this first Sunday of Advent as we celebrate the coming of the Christ child. Today we celebrate peace. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your spirit that's among us. And as we gather together, we ponder upon how to find that peace in our lives, in a world that's still in quite a bit of turmoil, and our lives trying to adjust to this new situation in our world. But we know that you're present with us, and you promise us a peace that only you can give. 
Let us claim that in, in a hope that only you can provide through Christ our Lord. Evaluating everything in our lives. 
If you read any survey now, they're saying that everybody is reevaluating what is truly important to them. And so there's this restlessness. There's this sense of uh, trying to find this, this new order in our lives. We think that's part of the reason that we're having trouble getting young adults back in church. And that's true in a lot of churches. We, we also find, now we have this employment issue. We discover that a piece of that is that people are saying, I'm not going to work for those wages that I used to and put up with that danger that I had to live with before. If you would Google Bob's guilt, you'll get 533 million hits. It's a real thing. And it's not just moms, it's parents in general trying to juggle all the responsibilities in their life and feel like they never do anything well. Peace is something that we are looking for. And that's kind of what this whole series is about, not just peace, but this sense of completion, the sense of having things the way we really want them to be. And so the series is inspired by a Greek word, one Greek word that shows up 87 times in the New Testament. It's sometimes used to describe what salvation looks like, and it's often used to describe the life that God wants each of us to have. What inspired me to come up with that name came from reading John 15, 11. We're going to read and study in two weeks when we talk about joy. When Jesus said, I have said these things so that my joy will be in you, and your joy will be complete. Plerobo. It's defined as fill to the full, to carry through to the end, to fulfill or accomplish God's purposes and will. There's a couple of images that are helpful with this. One describes it, it's kind of like uh, a sailboat when the wind has now captured the full sail and is now driving your boat to the destination that you want it to go. Another way of looking at it is, is when your ship is fully equipped with all the supplies it needs, it's ready for the voyage so you can make that voyage safely. Completion, fullness, fulfilling. So what I want us to consider this month as we light each of these candles, to think about what it means to have complete peace. What does it mean to have complete hope, complete joy, and complete love? And I find it really intriguing when we look at today's passage, and Jesus says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, but I do not give to you as the world gives. That's really instructional about finding peace. It tells us there's a difference about a peace that the world tries to give us and the peace that only God can give. When you think about what that would have meant in Jesus' day, if you study your history, there's a term that was often used in Jesus' day called, it's a Latin term, Pax Romana. You ever hear that? Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. And that peace was accomplished. It was something that was really a validity because never before in the history of the world was the world as united as it was. The Roman Empire at that time included a good portion of modern-day Europe, part of the Middle East, and the upper rim of North Africa. And they were united because they had been conquered. Now, these were people of very different ethnic backgrounds different languages, and somehow Rome united them by sheer force and power. They built roads for the first time you could travel from one end to the other of the empire rather safely, but it was all accomplished 
through military might and power. Well, that's the peace I think Jesus is referring to when he says the peace the world offers. It's not real peace, because that's not unity. That's not everybody being on the same page and working together. That's something that's held together out of fear. It's the absence of conflict, not true peace and unity. The peace Jesus offers is more fulfilling and lasting because it transforms the relationships that are coming together. And keep in mind, Jesus offers this peace on the night that he was betrayed. He's going to soon be brought to trial before the Sanhedrin. He's going to be beaten. He's going to be put on the cross. And Jesus is talking about peace. And clearly, this peace Jesus talked about is different from what the world offers. His peace withstands violence. It endures suffering. And it even fights through the injustice of the world. Jesus has offered this peace to disciples who are soon to be scattered. They'll gather once again out of fear and closed doors in the upper room. And they won't find that peace until Jesus comes back to them and shows them his hands. And he's clearly so the message on this first Sunday of Advent is that Jesus brings peace into our world. Let's take a look at the characters that surrounded Jesus' birth. Margaret de Vega reminds us that in Jesus' time, the birth of Christ, as we look at our Christmas narrative, there was lots of people without peace. What about Zachariah? Remember that childless priest who was visited by the angel when the Gabriel brought him some amazing news? Luke says he was startled and overcome with fear. He was in need of peace. What about Mary? Young, unwed girl, initially troubled by the appearance of the angel Gabriel. And what does Gabriel say to her? Don't be afraid. Well, the shepherds, they're out in the fields. And not only are they described as afraid, they are terrified by the showing of the angels. And again, the message that comes from the angels is, don't be afraid. Or we could skip over to Matthew, and you got that Joseph who's dealing with now his wife. It's pregnant, and he had nothing to do with it. It's not his child. The law says you should send her away, but the angel says to him, don't do that. Be there. You can bet Joseph was in need of peace. And finally, what about Herod? King Herod. He's the epitome of fear. He was terrified, jealous, and paranoid to the point that he has anything, any child in Bethlehem, two years and under, put to death. If it wasn't for the message that came to Joseph in a dream to go and flee to Egypt with the Christ child, he would have snuffed out the baby Jesus. So over and over again in the Gospels, reminded that the world Jesus entered was just as incomplete just as confusing as ours is right now. And I don't know about you, but I imagine we're experiencing and going to experience that some of the holidays. As excited as we are to get together, they get complicated, don't they? Don't we all have one of those persons in our family that is a little, little tough to deal with? There's always family dynamics going on. I know Nancy and I have seen this growing issue in our family. When you got eight kids, it's tough to keep everybody happy. And we've got kids who've got children now. And children are fun, they're wonderful, 
that they're noisy, and when they get a little tired, they get whiny, don't they? <laughs> and then we've got kids who don't have kids. They're not used to that noise and that chaos. We're trying to figure out how we're going to keep everybody happy. We haven't quite figured it out yet. <laughs> peace, especially the peace that Jesus gives, is something that's not always easy to find. So let's listen to the scripture today. It reminds us first that peace is a gift. My peace I give to you, Jesus says. It's not something you earn. It's not something you can create out of nothing. It's something that you receive when you open your heart to it. You don't have to be perfect to find that peace. That peace starts with God. Second, realize that if you want peace in your family, in any challenging relationship or difficult situation, the best way you find peace is getting that peace within yourself. Get yourself under control. And then you got a better chance bring peace to someone else. I love watching my daughter, Kelsey. She's an educator, and she's learned valuable stuff from her education. And I enjoy watching her raise her own two boys. And I marvel as she'll say things like, Fletcher, use your words. Or, I understand you're upset, so let's think of a solution. Or she'll say to Colin, okay, let's use your problem-solving skills. And I'm thinking, where was that training when I raised her? <laughs> Margaret Vega says, the question we need to ask ourselves, when life has taken away the peace that we need, we ask ourselves, how can I find a peace that transforms my anger or fear, because it's usually one of those two things, into something healthy, productive, life-giving for myself and others. And she offers three thoughts. First of all is awareness. Where is that anger coming from? Where is that fear coming from? What is it that I'm most afraid of in this situation? Why do I feel powerless? And am I as really as powerless as I think? Second step is acceptance. Know that it's okay to have that anger and that fear that you have. You try to ignore those feelings, they don't go away. They continue to drive you whether you're aware of them or not. So eventually you're going to have to deal with it. Third, take action. And that requires significant problem-solving skills. Sometimes it requires collaboration. Sometimes it means a difficult conversation. And no matter how well that all works out, at least that problem that you've been carrying around now becomes a shared problem. So take some kind of action. And I would add a fourth one there. Be ready sometimes simply to if you're like me, sometimes you say things where you don't, you don't bring the right solution to something, and you just got to say, I'm sorry, and go from there. But please notice that all these steps are not creating peace. They don't manufacture peace. You're making way for peace. Because peace is a gift that only God can give. Jesus said, my peace I leave. My peace I give you. So finding that peace in our lives ultimately means being centered enough on God that peace makes a way into your heart and life. And especially given this past year and a half, 
how difficult, how challenging the world has been, we need to find that peace. And God give it peace. Jesus said to those disciples in that upper room when they were got the doors locked and the fear still driving them, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Let's pray. Lord, as we anticipate the weeks to come, our preparations, help us let go of trying to create the perfect Christmas. Let it not be so much something we do as something we allow to take place with your peace at the center of everything. And at any time when we feel and encounter the challenges that may come, may your words echo in our hearts and minds. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Amen. <coughs> Director of Family Ministries here at Noble School First. I want to tell you about a wonderful event we have coming up very soon. Express at Night is on December 11th from 6 to 9, where we will host children ages 5 through 18 with special needs in their very own winter wonderland. The kids will play games like indoor snowball fights, create crafts like a nativity bookmark, and they will even get their very own portrait with Santa. We love connecting with the community during this event, and it gives caregivers the chance to relax, go from Christmas shopping, or even take a long winter's nap. But in order for that to happen, we need you. We need volunteers to serve with kids as special buddies, station leaders, or floaters throughout the event. Our respite night volunteer training session takes place on November 30th from 6 to 8.30. Each training is tailored to kids registered for the event, so you will have everything you need to serve our kiddos well. If you're interested in volunteering for respite night or have questions about the event, please feel free to contact me. Just one correction in that video. Allie meant to say the training's from 6.30 to 8, not 8, 6 to 8.30. So the time is correct as you, as you see it. So help us out on that. Now let me also remind you, as we celebrate our stewardship moment, that we are still collecting <coughs> the offering plates. Our estimates of increased giving for the fourth quarter of this year, wanting to finish strong. We're trying to meet that goal of $425,000 this last quarter raised. Uh, remember, 25% of our giving typically here comes in the month of December. To announcements bring your attention, the youth are asking for help with their uh, fundraisers for mission trips. They hope to go to Give Kids the World this spring and looking forward to Mission Guatemala in the fall, the fall break. And so they, if you're going to be buying gift cards for someone this Christmas, please check them out. They get an order form and you can order those and the portion of that will go towards uh, a youth's uh, mission effort. So you'll find those available at the Welcome Center after the service. And as I mentioned, we are seeking volunteers for respite night. So please help us out on that. Training is this Tuesday from 6.30. And today is Hang in the Greens. So we hope that you'll come back and enjoy us celebrating, uh, decorating the worship spaces from 4 to 6 p.m. We also have some sandwiches provided by our United Methodist women. And we'll also be decorating the Christmas tree here in the sanctuary and learning some of the meaning of those symbols. And don't forget, on December the 12th, just uh, three weeks away, is the Christmas Festival of Music and Art that we do in partnership with Janus Developmental Services. We use it as a fundraiser for them. We'll be taking a free will offering 
during that time, and please come before and after to the art show. There's some amazing art that's produced by the Jesus people, and uh, that will help their efforts at Jesus. And be sure to use next steps, the, way, the easiest way to keep connected on what's coming up this next week, and also to get further involved with our congregation. And if you happen to be new, please see Cam Kaplan here, our hospitality coordinator, either email or catch her after the services. Connection card, you'll find a place to record your attendance, best method contact, in the back you'll find a place for prayer concerns, and also the places to connect and to serve as we work together as God's family. I think the rest of the announcements you can read on your own, so let us pause and thank God for the opportunity to share in the building of God's kingdom here in Noblesville. Let's pray. Well, Lord, we ask that you bless the gifts we're about to share, the tithes, charitable giving, giving of our time. We ask that you focus these and bring us together, for we know that the best way that your kingdom comes on earth is when we come together and organize and be your church in this world. Let us be a part of that family, a family that's seeking to grow and include others, to be inclusive of all people. This is our hope and prayer through Christ, who is our Lord.
Good morning. And welcome to those also joining us online this morning. We continue to share our concerns and our prayers for our brothers and sisters battling health, relationship, spiritual, or financial issues. Please keep them all in your prayers. And we are happy to share that after attending three different worship services last week, at least 35 of our stuffed animal prayer buddies left the church to begin their ministries of providing comfort and joy throughout central Indiana and beyond. Please share your prayer concerns using the website link to prayer requests or use your Noblesville First app where the prayer request form is also available. Contact your pastoral care team for upcoming surgeries or any pastoral needs at care at noblesvillefirst.com or the 24-7 care line, which is 317-773-2590. Please join me in a call to prayer at this time. It should be available, there we go, on the monitors and also in the little handouts that you received this morning. God of holy peace, like the shepherds in the fields, we are familiar with the darkness of this world. In this time of prayer, break the grip of darkness and bring your peace to our weary hearts. Help us to hear the songs of the angels that bring messages of hope for our lives and help us accept with one another generous gifts to us and to the world. We pray in the name of the Prince of Peace. Amen. Please join me in a moment of silent prayer, followed by a pastoral prayer, and then we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. Please pray with me. Let's pray together. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus and by most Holy Spirit, thank you, Father, for the many blessings we received over the recent Thanksgiving holiday. We pray for those that may not have had enough to eat or a coat to keep them warm or a roof and shelter to keep them safe. Lord, we are your servants. Show us the best way to help each other. Help us to give what we can so others may see your light shining through us for your glory, Lord. Not just during Advent, but every day. And Jesus, we thank you for the peace you pour upon us. Peace is a haven of comfort for our souls. You told this world, my peace I give you. Your peace, Lord. You share your godly peace with us. Thank you for this connectedness to you, the Holy One, our loving God. When we experience your peace, God, there is nothing that could ever compare to this deep calmness. A blissful,
tranquility, a tenderness and gentleness of spirit that rises above everything else in all creation. Nothing stands equal. God, you are love, and you are peace. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for the prayer you taught us long ago that we say together now. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and 
we go forth, may we keep in the back of our mind when every challenging situation comes this next month, Jesus' words, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you.